Ladies and gentlemen, to day 46, where we are going through the Bible in a year, and I'm sharing it with you in a soft-spoken and whispered manner. This is Soothe to Sleep Stories if you're just joining us, and Jesus loves to soothe. Jesus calm, just like he calmed the storm, he also calms the storms in our hearts, in our emotions, in our minds. Jesus soothes. So I pray that this soothes you to sleep as we go through on day 46. Exodus chapter 32 verses 30 through chapter 34 verse 35. The Gospel of Mark chapter 5 and concluding with the eventide portion from God Calling. But before we begin, let's pray. Dear Adonai Elohim, Heavenly Father, Thank you so much for day 46, this amazing opportunity to be able to share your word in, in a way that soothes people to sleep. I just thank you for what you are doing in everyone's life. And as the world grows darker, your glory shines brighter as you are starting to ignite different pockets of revival. And Lord, I pray that this doesn't just stay a revival, but it becomes a reformation as Prophet Dutch Sheets prayed, that this reforms our governments, our leaders, our land, tikkum olam. As we say in Hebrew, won't you heal our land? Thank you for blessing everyone today and those who are listening. You know each one of them even better than they do, for you created them. I pray for your purpose and plan to be fulfilled in each of their lives. In Jesus' name I pray by the power of the sweet Holy Spirit. Amen. Exodus chapter 32 verses 30 through 35 On the next day, Moses said to the people, You yourselves have committed a great sin, and now I am going up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. Then Moses returned to the Lord and said, Alas! This people has committed a great sin, and they have made a god of gold for themselves. But now, if you will, forgive their sin, and if not, please blot me out from your book which you have written. The Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. But go now, lead the people where I told you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I punish, I will punish them for their sin. Then the Lord smote the people because of what they did with the calf which Adon had made. Exodus chapter 33 The journey resumed. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Depart. Go up from here, you and the people whom you have brought up from the land of Egypt, to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, To your descendants I will give it. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up in your midst, because... You are an obstinate people, 
and I might destroy you on the way. When the people heard this sad word, they went into mourning, and none of them put on his ornaments. For the Lord had said to Moses, Say to the sons of Israel, You are an obstinate people. Should I go up in your midst for one moment, I would destroy you. Now therefore, put off your ornaments from you, that I may know what I shall do with you. So the sons of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments from Mount Horeb onward. Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp, a good distance from the camp, and he called it the Tent of Meeting. And everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the Tent of Meeting, which was outside the camp. And it came about, whenever Moses went out to the tent, that all the people would arise and stand, each at the entrance of his tent, and gaze after Moses until he entered the tent. Whenever Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent, and the Lord would speak with Moses. When all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would arise and worship, each at the entrance of his tent. Thus, the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face, just as a man speaks to his friend. When Moses returned to the camp, his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, would not depart from the tent. Moses intercedes. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, Bring up this people, but you yourself have not let me know whom you will send with me. Moreover, you have said, I have known you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now therefore, I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I may know you, so that I may find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, My presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. For how then can it be known that I have found favor in your sight? I and your people, is it not by your going with us, so that we, I and your people, may be distinguished from all the other people who are upon the face of the earth? The Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing of which you have spoken, for you have found favor in my sight, and I have known you by name. Then Moses said, I pray you, show me your glory. And he said, I myself will make all my goodness pass before you, and will proclaim the name of the Lord before you, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show compassion on whom I will show compassion. But he said, You cannot see my face, for no man can see me and live. Then the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and you shall stand there on the rock, and it will come about while my glory is passing by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will take my hand away and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. 
Exodus chapter 34, verses 1 through 35. The two tablets replaced. Now the Lord said to Moses, Cut out for yourself two stone tablets like the former ones, and I will write on the tablets the words that were on the former tablets which you shattered. So be ready by morning, and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai, and present yourself there to me on the top of the mountain. No man is to come up with you, nor let any man be seen anywhere on the mountain. Even the flocks and the herds may not graze in front of that mountain. So he cut out two stone tablets like the former ones, and Moses rose up early in the morning and went up to Mount Sinai, as the Lord had commanded him. And he took two stone tablets in his hand. The Lord descended in the cloud and stood there with him as he called upon the name of the Lord. Then the Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin. Yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished, visiting the iniquity of fathers on the children and on the grandchildren to the third and fourth generations. Moses made haste to bow low toward the earth and worship. He said, If now I have found favor in your sight, O Lord, I pray, let the Lord go along in our midst, even though the people are so obstinate, and pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us as your own possession. The covenant renewed. Then God said, Behold, I am going to make a covenant. Before all your people I will perform miracles which have not been produced in all the earth, nor among any of the nations. And all the people among whom you live will see the working of the Lord, for it is a fearful thing that I am going to perform with you. Be sure to observe what I am commanding you this day. Behold, I am going to drive out the Amorite before you, and the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Watch yourself, that you make no covenant with the inhabitants of the land into which you are going, or it will become a snare in your midst. But rather, you are to tear down their altars and smash their sacred pillars and cut down their Ashadim, for you shall not worship any other god. For the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous god. Otherwise, you might make a covenant with the inhabitants of the land, and they would play the harlot with their gods, and sacrifice to their gods, and someone might invite you to eat of his sacrifice, and you might take some of his daughters for your sons, and his daughters might play the harlot with their gods, and cause your sons also to play the harlot with their gods. You shall make for yourself no molten gods. You shall observe the feast of unleavened bread. For seven days you are to eat unleavened bread, as I commanded you at the appointed time in the month of Abib, for in the month of Abib you came out of Egypt. The first offspring from every womb belongs to me, in all your male livestock, the first offspring from cattle and sheep, you shall redeem with the lamb, the first offspring from a donkey. And if you do not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. You shall redeem all the firstborn of your sons. None shall appear before me 
empty-handed. You shall work six days, but on the seventh day you shall rest, even during plowing time. And harvest, you shall rest. You shall celebrate the feast of weeks, that is, the first fruits of the wheat harvest, and the feast of gathering at the turn of the year. Three times a year all your males are to appear before the Lord God, the God of Israel. For I will drive out nations before you and enlarge your borders, and no man shall covet your land when you go up three times a year to appear before the Lord your God. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leavened bread, nor is the sacrifice of the feast of the Passover to be left over until morning. You shall bring the very first of the first fruits of your soil into the house of the Lord your God. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Then the Lord said to Moses, Write down these words, for in accordance with these words I have made a covenant with you and with Israel. So he was there with the Lord forty days and forty nights. He did not eat bread or drink water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. Moses' face shines. It came about when Moses was coming down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand as he was coming down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone because of his speaking with him. So when Aaron and all the sons of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. Then Moses called to them, and Adon and all the rulers in the congregation returned to him. And Moses spoke to them afterward. All the sons of Israel came near, and he commanded them to do everything that the Lord had spoken to him on Mount Sinai. When Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil over his face. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take off the veil until he came out. And whenever he came out and spoke to the sons of Israel what he had been commanded, the sons of Israel would see the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone. So Moses would replace the veil over his face until he went in to speak with him. The Gospel of Mark, Chapter 5 the Gerasene demoniac. They came to the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gerasenes. When he got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him, and he had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one was able to bind him any more, even with a chain, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been torn apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, and no one was strong enough to subdue him. Constantly, night and day, he was screaming among the tombs and in the mountains, and gashing himself with stones. Seeing Jesus from a distance, he ran up and bowed down before him, and shouting with a loud voice, he said, What business do we have with each other, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God, do not torment me. For he had been saying to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And he was asking him, What is your name? And he said to him, 
My name is Legion, for we are many. And he began to implore him earnestly not to send them out of the country. Now, there was a large herd of swine feeding nearby on the mountain. The demons implored him, saying, Send us into the swine so that we may enter them. Jesus gave them permission, and coming out, the unclean spirits entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea, about two thousand of them, and they were drowned in the sea. Their herdsmen ran away and reported it in the city and in the country, and the people came to see what it was that had happened. They came to Jesus and observed the man who had been demon-possessed, sitting down, clothed, and in his right mind, the very man who had had the legion, and they became frightened. Those who had seen it described to them how it had happened to the demon-possessed man, and all about the swine. And they began to implore him to leave their region, as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed was imploring him that he might accompany him, and he did not let him, but he said to him, Go home to your people, and report to them what great things the Lord has done for you, and how he had mercy on you. And he went away, and began to proclaim in Decapolis what great things Jesus had done for him and everyone was amazed. Miracles and Healing When Jesus had crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and so he stayed by the seashore. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came up, and on seeing him, fell at his feet, and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death, Please, come and lay your hands on her, so that she will get well and live. And he went off with him, and a large crowd was following him and pressing in on him. A woman who had had a hemorrhage for twelve years, and had endured much at the hands of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak, for she thought, If I just touch his garments, I will get well. <sighs> Immediately, the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately, Jesus, perceiving in himself, that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see the woman who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction.
While he was still speaking, they came from the house of a synagogue official, saying, Your daughter has died. Why trouble the teacher any more? But Jesus, overhearing what was being spoken, said to the synagogue official, Do not be afraid any longer. Only believe. And he allowed no one to accompany him, except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the synagogue official, and he saw a commotion, and people loudly weeping and wailing. And entering in, he said to them, Why make a commotion and weep? The child has not died, but is asleep. They began laughing at him, but putting them all out. He took along the child's father and mother and his own companions and entered the room where the child was. Taking the child by the hand, he said to her, Dalita kum, which translated means, Little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately, the girl got up and began to walk, for she was twelve years old. And immediately, they were completely astounded. And he gave them strict orders that no one should know about this. And he said that, Something should be given her to eat. God calling, eventide. Day 46, February 15th. Green Pastures Jesus said, After each salutary experience of life, each blow it may deal you, separate yourself from the world for a time. Walk in my green pastures, and wander with me beside the waters of comfort until your soul is restored. This is necessary so that you may readjust yourself to life, for you are a new being. You have had a new experience. Learn a new lesson. Your union with me will be the closer for your experience. This is the time when my love can whisper new meanings to you can make the friendship between us a closer, more holy union. Come with your lover into the stillness of my green pastures and walk with me beside hushed waters. I'll start unpacking a little bit from God Calling Eventide devotional because this echoes what Moses experienced with God in the tent of meeting. He, he had to walk in his green pastures, wander with him beside the waters of comfort. He had to separate himself from the world, from the Israelites for a time. For he was a new being. He was a new being. The presence of the Lord transformed him. He shone with the Lord's glory. Wow. And this time, the Israelites were mournful. And it amazes me how Moses said, Lord, blot my name out of heaven. Blot my name out of your book that is written. If you're not going to save them. I mean, wow. If you're not going to forgive them. Wow. Wow. I don't think I've ever prayed that. I don't think I've ever said, Lord, blot my name out if you're not going to bring certain people to you. Wow. What meekness Moses had. He was a great intercessor. 
And then how God spoke about being a jealous God. That's because he knows what's best for us. And he knew that those that were worshiping gods in that ancient world, many of the times they were sacrificing their children live through the fire to the God of Molech. And they were doing sexually immoral things and it wasn't holy. God knew that. He knows what's best for us. You can be jealous of me, God, as long as you need to be. You know what's best for me. And then Mark chapter 5. The many demons in that man that lived in the tombs, in the tombs of Gerasenes, and he lived in the mountains, they ran to Jesus. Again, they knew who he was and implored him, send us into the swine. See, they're always looking for a body, even if it's an animal. Even if it's an animal. There are animals that are demon-possessed as well on this earth. Somehow there are open doors, probably through their owners, and maybe unknowingly, maybe knowingly, but there definitely are animals that are demon-possessed on this earth, and they can be delivered. Look how God delivered these pigs. They drowned in the sea. The pigs drowned in the sea. Now, I'm not saying that could happen to your animals, but I'm saying that. I don't know. All I know is just that. I do know people who have prayed over their animals for demons to come out, and they came out. Those poor animals, my gosh, they don't know any different. Okay, and then I love this. The miracles and healing. The little daughter of the synagogue official was 12 years old, and the woman who had just known in her heart to just, if I could just touch his garment, I'll be restored, had been bleeding for 12 years. So there's such a significance with the number 12. And then when Jesus came to the house of the synagogue official, and it talks about the people who were weeping and wailing, well, I don't know if you knew this, but in the Jewish culture, they hire wailers. And what it will do is it will help the person grieving to mourn and to express and get it out. There's an art to grief that they understand. And Jesus was saying, hey, there's no need for these wailers. She's just asleep. And Jesus was smart. He didn't take all his disciples with him. He just took Peter, James, and John, that's it, his inner circle, to witness the child being risen from the dead. And just like Moses didn't want to be known, he, he would put that veil over his face. He wasn't going around saying, look at me, look at me, look at this. No, he was so meek. Put a veil over his face when the glory shone, even through the veil. He would take it off when he was with the Lord. Jesus here gave them strict orders after the child was raised from the dead that no one should know about this. Meekness. Meekness. A lion conquers, but the lamb rules what was conquered in the Lord's kingdom. A sweet friend, before we go, if you do not know Jesus, this wonderful, wonderful Jesus who died just for you, and, and you would like to know him as your very own Lord and Savior, would you please pray the following prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, I would like Jesus to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Your word says in Romans 
chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, that if I confess out loud, Jesus is my Lord, and believe in my heart, God raised him from the dead, I shall be saved. For it is with my heart that I believe and am justified, just as if I never sinned. And it is with my mouth that I confess and I am saved. Please, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please be my Lord and my Savior. I repent for the wrong life I have lived until now. I choose you and will live for you all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I love you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You are now his child. All heaven is jumping up and down and dancing because you received Jesus into your very own heart, sweet friend. Tell someone you just received Jesus and find a great Christian church and grow in him. He loves you and desires worship from your heart each and every day. You are so precious to him. I'll see you all tomorrow. Blessings to you.